Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kelly. We're back from our break. Welcome back. How'd you, how'd you enjoy your week off, Kelly? What did, did you do anything thrilling? Any crazy things? You know, I didn't. Mm. I went into a cryostasis. Oh. I froze myself until this moment because I was like, I don't want to go through a whole week without doing talking games with <laughs> Andrew. So I froze my I have reawakened in this moment. Do you want to know how I know that's that's wrong and how you're lying right now? What? Do you want Why? to know how I know? Because you, you know? would absolutely go into cryostasis until Dragon Age 4 came out, if that was real. <laughs> Okay, true. <laughs> okay, facts. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Kelly's got a little bit of a scratchy throat this episode, so anytime she stops to drink water, don't worry, audience. I we're in such sync that I'm just gonna fill in whatever she was thinking. So look forward <laughs> to that. Yes. Uh, do you want to jump right into the news, Kelly? I do. Um, our first piece of news today is that Moss Book 2 was announced. Um, it's a PlayStation VR game. It's like a little mouse guy. He kind of reminds me of... Um, what's that little mouse? He's like a... It's like a French thing. He has really big ears. I know what you're talking about. This mouse right? is also a lady. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. She's a little mouse. She has very big ears. <laughs> and you go on like little adventures. It's a VR game. It's a sequel. Apparently, the first game was very, very popular because all of the comments were like, finally, the best VR game is getting a sequel. So that's pretty I, cool. I played a demo of it, and I liked it quite a bit. Um, I have been meaning they ported it to the Oculus Quest, so I'm planning on playing that at some point. Also, I'm assuming you're talking about the Tale of Despero. Yes, I just saw that in my Google search because I was like quietly typing French <laughs> mouse with big ears. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure that that's partially what it's inspired by. I'm very excited about this, partially because, I mean, this is PSVR for like current generation. So I was a tiny bit disappointed because I was like, oh, that'd be awesome if they were announcing like something for the new PSVR. And I'm like, I guess it'd be weird to announce that before we know anything about that console or system, whatever you want to call it. So, but it's cool. This was basically the only notable announcement from the PlayStation State of Play that we discussed. There were a few little announcements that we're not going to go into because there, there's really nothing to say. But if you want to watch that show, you'll probably get a better idea. Um, but they also talked about Death Stranding Director's Cut a little more. We learned the release date of September 24th, which I think you would agree with me was is a pleasant surprise. Because yeah. the weird, vague release date when they first talked about this made me think it was way further off than it was. I was concerned. Yeah, and it's like next month. Yeah. Surprise. Um, it will include several new gameplay mechanics as well as some new story missions. Um, there's a, a karting mode. Like you get to drive in carts like it's heckin' Mario Kart. But now it's heckin' Norman Reedus Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Reedus Kart. Um, also... Mr. Kojima himself came forward and said that he does not like the title Director's Cut, which makes sense because 
they didn't make him cut anything last time. This was 100% his vision, and now he's just adding more of his vision. So I think it's funny that presumably PlayStation's like, you have to call it director's cut. And he's like, but I didn't cut anything last time. And they were like, no, 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 you have to call it director's cut. Yeah, he's like, I left nothing on the cutting room floor. <laughs> Mountain Dew, Monster Energy drink, was it Mountain Dew? It was Monster. Monster Energy drink was in the game. You think I had a cutting room? You think anything <laughs> was snipped or snapped out of this game? No, I don't think so. Norman Reedus's sweet baby bottom? No, it's in there. Not even one snip. Not a single snip. That is a silly name. Oh, well. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad it'll be $10 to upgrade to the PS5 version, which, you know, last episode we talked about how annoying it was that, like, about certain games getting those those $10 price hikes just to have the new version. But this is completely reasonable, in my opinion, because they're adding actual new content, not just upgrading the graphics and then charging 10 bucks. So I think that's a completely reasonable thing to do. I don't know if I care to return to the game, but for those who do, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, there was another announcement or a trailer, I should say, for Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild, um, which is a sh- it's a movie. Or a show on Netflix. I don't know. I got the impression it was a movie, but now that I think about it, there probably could be a lot of content for a show. I'm going to have to, we're going to do some on the fly research. First, we had to look up Despero the mouse. (laughs) And now we have to look up whether or not this is a movie or a television show. It's a movie. Okay. So it's, it's a Monster Hunter movie and it's coming to Netflix on August 12th. So that's like three weeks from now, almost from the day we have our recording. Um, it's heckin' ugly. You don't think it looked good? No, I think it's ugly. I think it looks um, like weird. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't really look like, all, I don't know, maybe I'm just like reading too much comments, but all the comments were like, so excited. This looks so good. I'm like, does it though? Like, it kind of looks a little bit cheap to me. It looks very i'm very confused what style they're going for because it's like hyper realistic uh environments the monsters are like obviously fantastical but like have really realistic textures basically everything looks realistic but the characters don't look real but they're like really proportionally correct so they don't look cartoony they just look they look weird yeah, it doesn't seem super stylized. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of. Well, let's just like preface this. I think most of Netflix's content that they've made from video games is very good. Yeah, they're the. I mean, it's funny because they're. I would say that the leader in like video game to film adaptations. Right. So maybe this will be like amazing. You know. It just doesn't, it just looks a little bit cheaply made to me. We will be returning to this subject to some extent at the end of this episode because there's some other adaptations that Netflix is working on slash have released that we will be discussing at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for some more Netflix slash Capcom content. Um, speaking of Capcom, though, uh, Resident Evil Reverse has been delayed yet again. This is a multiplayer uh, 
game based on all the different Resident Evil games. So you can play as characters from Resident Evil 2, 7, 8, name it. You can play as them. Um, this game was packaged in free, or will be, I suppose, packaged in free with Resident Evil Village. Um, it was supposed to come out with Resident Evil Village, and then they pushed it to summer, and now they have pushed it all the way to early 2022. Um, I, that's concerning, in my opinion. That's, yeah, that's like a long push. Mm -hmm. It's giving um, Cyberpunk that was supposed to release in June or whatever. And they're like, uh, give us six months. Wink. That's what it's giving. Yeah. It's concerning, though, because of how close we were to the release. That's what, like, that's kind of what I mean. a month left. Because that's what happened with Cyberpunk is that they, we were like maybe two months out from release. And they were like, uh, uh, we'll see you guys in December. <laughs> like, I think it was supposed to come out in June, if I'm not mistaken. And in April, they were like, just give us, just give us a minute. Okay, just give us a second. Yeah, it's concerning. Like, delays are not inherently bad. But for a weird situation like this, where like, I, I'm just not confident in the quality of this product yet. We'll have to see what happens. At this point, I'm not that excited for this. It's cool that it's free if you bought Village. And I'm sure they will make it so that you can acquire it separately if you don't have Village. But because it's so far off now, I'm not even giving it space in my head. Sorry, Resident Evil. Yeah. Plus, like, if you want to play a fun multiplayer game with Resident Evil characters, just play Dead by Daylight. Yeah. You know? Get the shirtless Leon mod. I mean, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I don't even know what that is, but. You made it, didn't you, based on the sounds of it? <laughs> uh, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, pardon me. Uh, anyway. So if you were dead by daylight, like if you died, mm -hmm. what would that make you? A ghost. Yes. <laughs> Probably maybe in Tokyo if I went there and died Wow. There. Okay. Um, it's funny because this is the second episode in a row where we've had weird ghost references because you talked about Ghost of Tsushima and now I'm talking about Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo has also been delayed to early 2022. This is not Capcom. This is uh, Bethesda. This is the other PlayStation exclusive that they have in the works. And... I'm quite disappointed. I'm really excited for this game. I think it looks really interesting. And it wasn't super close. If I'm not mistaken, we just knew that it was coming this year. And it had a vague fall release date, which honestly could be as long or as late as November with how these these quarters fall. Um, so I'm disappointed, but like it's more so just because I was eagerly awaiting a release date. And then instead of a release date, we got a delay. Yes. It's it's always like disappointing. I'm always amazed at how the feeling never changes of being disappointed <laughs> by delays, you know? Even if you like expect it, you're still like, oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect this one, to be honest. This feels like I feel like Bethesda's subsidiaries that they work with. Um, I guess I shouldn't say subsidiaries, but they're developers. They're pretty good about hitting release dates generally. Which I say that even though Deathloop's been delayed multiple times. Yeah. Or at least, yeah. So it's maybe I'm maybe I'm just 
applying a dream that I had to this, but they don't actually hit release dates very well. I'm just so excited for this that I am disappointed that I have to wait like three to six more months for it. I'm sorry. You should be. You did go to Bethesda and request this delay. <laughs> um, you know what, though? Did you find anything that... out while you were there? Well, um, you know what you won't have to wait for? Because you have... No, sorry. I can't do it. You're going to say something about dying or... No. Um... So Deathloop is... <laughs> <laughs> it's an xbox series x no wait hold on you got that backwards try yes. that again kelly let's, let's roll just, it back yeah roll it back and i'll think of a better uh oh no i'm not cutting this you you can come up with a new transition <laughs> if you want this is we'll still in the episode <laughs> i'm saying roll it back like metaphorically yeah yeah, yeah. leave it in deep cut um <laughs> so Deathloop will be is going to be a PS5 console exclusive until at least September 2022. Um, I got that confused because I honestly thought Deathloop was an Xbox exclusive. And that shows <laughs> you how much I know about Deathloop as a whole, besides the 16,000 trailers we've seen in it over the past six years. Yeah. I mean, this is always the wonky situation because this is... You know, this and Ghostwire Tokyo are both PlayStation exclusives from Bethesda that were announced well before the Bethesda acquisition by Microsoft. So it's just funny that Microsoft is publishing a PlayStation game in September and they have to let it be PlayStation exclusive for at least one year. Yeah. I am confident it will come to other consoles, though, or I should say to Series X and PC, because like the other example that comes to mind is Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was a quote unquote one year exclusive. And now it has been well over one year and it is still a PlayStation exclusive. And I think this is a lot different because it's being published by Microsoft indirectly, but still. So the second that they have the right to put this on their own platform, I think they definitely will. So I think it's fair to assume that you'll see this on Xbox in September of 2022. Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like this game is never going to come out. <laughs> I mean, September is is close. Yeah. But it's just the fact that we've seen this game at what feels like a thousand conferences and a thousand showcases that is like, I don't know. Is this even real? Are they just lying? Did we all die and we're just looping watching this trailer over and over? Maybe. I don't actually fully understand the premise, but. They say it's not a roguelike. But okay. you do be dying. I, oh. when I watched this, this presentation, I, I mean, I'll be frank. I did zone out quite a bit during this because I don't I don't really think Deathloop is for me because it feels kind of like a roguelike Dishonored, even if they don't call it roguelike. And something about that formula doesn't quite click with me. But it does look super finished. And I'm just at a point where I'm like, why is this game not out? Why have we been waiting this long? Yeah, I'll hope... be since you were Frank, I'll be Patrick with you. <laughs> I'm excited uh -huh. for it. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, we'll see how it turns out. I'm most, I'm just hopeful for the people who have been waiting years for this game that it that it hits every expectation that they had, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Uh, that was said that, with low confidence. I was gonna say you did not sound very very definitive with that. I just think it's like too much hype. You can't you can't release like trailers and stuff for things too early. It's just a bad idea. That's what happened with Cyberpunk. I know I've already talked about it in this episode, but we saw the first trailer for that in like 2013. Okay. Yeah, but you know you know what you have to do. What do you, you have to do? You have to reserve judgment for when it's out. I have lost my judgment. <laughs> clean so lost judgment is the sequel to judgment which is a spin-off of the yakuza series made by sega we talked a little bit about this in a prior episode when it was announced um they had a little trailer during that playstation state of play that first that showed off the english dub for the first time as well as some some small new mechanics and stuff um but sadly it is very likely that lost judgment will be the end of the series. And this is due to a rights issue with actor Takia Kimura's likeness. Um, so uh, this is a very, very complicated issue involving Japanese talent agencies. But um, it started because Judgment did not get ported to PC. Um, it only came to Google Stadia and not actually to PC. And that was a, a problem with the talent, ag talent agency that represents Kimura, um, because they basically didn't want this game like modded or anything like that because they didn't want their actor represented in any way that was not part of like the contract. Um, but this issue is becoming so substantial that there's a very high chance that this series will not come or will not continue after this game. This is very disappointing to hear because it really felt like this was like going to be its own thing. And now it's just going to probably fade away after the sequel yeah it's it's like a real shame because it feels like maybe there would be a way to work around that like to just have a different um like character even though I i've never played any of these games so i don't really know how integral this character is to the plot i mean he's the He's like on the cover and like is the right. main character. But also right. Yakuza moved the Yakuza series moved away from Kiryu into a new character. So uh right. I guess a spin-off doing that would be kind of weird, but I don't know. Right. Or they could just like do a whole brand new spin-off with a different character. And I don't know. It just it is a bummer. And I feel like I kind of understand this happened. This is the third time I'm gonna talk about Cyberpunk. But it's going to oh be the God. last time, I promise. <laughs> so a few months ago, um, when like, m maybe more like January, I want to say. So maybe more towards like the beginning of the year, Cyberpunk was like cracked and people could start modding it. And what they did was they would replace character models in certain scenes. Um, so like there's a scene where you're having a romantic rendezvous. Oh. with a certain character and their character's model was swapped out for Keanu Reeves's character's model. Wow. And they were like, no, no, no. He did not agree to that in his contract. So they had to, they removed all the mods from the Nexus mod page. 
So I kind of understand, like, if I were maybe an actor, or if I had some sort of agency representing me, I would understand, like, I am probably shouldn't be modded in situations like that. I um, think part of signing a contract for a video game should be basically understanding that modifications are are very possible and as as long as you're represented how you signed in like the main product and the product that the vast majority of players will experience i don't think it's worth canceling sequels over yeah i mean there's not even much to say because it's so it's early days on this and we don't know exactly what's gonna happen like lost judgment isn't even out yet so maybe this is all just you know a bunch of hoobla a bunch it, of poo-poo. A bu- oh, that's a little obscene. Oh, sorry. I'm going to have to mark this episode not intended for children. <laughs> <laughs> because clearly all of these episodes have been marked intended for children. I'm so sorry to the children. Well, they're not listening because they can't access this episode. <laughs> so I'm sorry to the adults who were listening and were excited to share this with their children later. Right. You know what I was really excited for? Are you going to tell me? EA Play Live. Yeah, coming in just a couple days here. And guess what? They said, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not allowed to be excited for anything because guess what? Nothing is going to be there. <laughs> Nothing. You want Dragon Age? No. You want Mass Effect? No. You want Skate 4? No. Guess what you're going to get? You're going to get EA Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> and maybe some other thing. I don't know. Apex, here you go. <laughs> guess what? If you want anything else, you're not going to. So that happened. Uh, are... Skate 4 will not be at EA Play Live. Are you uh, Are you a fan of the Skate series at all? <sighs> no, but I was excited to see it because it's like so, it's such a phenomena, you know? Yeah, it has such like a profound fan base and it's been so long since skate three yeah i think it's just sad because it's like they did um show they like released a video on twitter that was like a like a little preview teaser which was nice but it was such it was the definition of a teaser like yeah there was no legitimate content and there's no way to really gauge what you were looking at like what the game's gonna be Right. At its eventual release. Right. I don't know. We're probably going to be playing this in the retirement home, right? Along with Grand Theft Auto 6. <laughs> it's that, what are they going to show? What is this conference? I'm telling you, it's going we're going to see 2K22. We're going to see actually yeah, we're going to see that and then we're going to say we're going to see FIFA 22 and then we're going to see Madden 22 and then it's going to be oh my god, you guys <laughs> Madden has a story mode again. Oh my god, this is crazy. You can make choices. <laughs> and then they're going to be like, do you guys like Apex? Sprinkle, sprinkle. <laughs> Maybe Battlefield. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like Battlefield 2042 is pretty pretty set. But at this point, it's like the last trailer at E3 at the Microsoft conference did such a tremendous job showing what this game is. That it's just like gonna be more of that, yeah. Which is fine, but aside from the the potential rumored Dead Space remake, there's no like 
real content that I'm excited for in this thing, which sucks because it seemed like it was going to be a like a shoe in great show. And now it's just not. Yeah, I feel the same. I guess not tune great. in next week because we'll it's coming on the 22nd. Do you know what time, Kelly? Excuse me. Um, Maybe 3 p.m. Let me look it up. Eastern Standard. Let me look it up. Because I just Googled it and it just says the day. So I have no idea. We're going to let Kelly, our Google.com expert. 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard. So for us, that would be 3 p.m. Eastern Standard. Wait, no, it's not. 11 o'clock. <laughs> oh, my God. 1 p.m. I was going to say, wait, where are Time's they doing this from? I have gotten so bad at math. It's like it's like <laughs> frightening, like really bad. Like I know how old my parents are and I was trying to like remember their years of birth and I like totally said the wrong year and my mom was like, are you crazy? <laughs> are you insane? All right, here, quick test. Ready? Yes. 12 plus 14. Uh, 26. 12 times 14. No. I will not engage. Wait, it's like uh, 12 times 14, you said? Yeah. Eight. It's like two. No. Yeah. No, you had it. 228? 248? 218. What is it? <laughs> I don't. What did I say? 12 times 14. It is. I probably should have. It's 168. Oh my god. So I said two when you were encouraging me. You were like, yeah, 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 you're right. It's 200 something. So we're both bad at math. Yeah, but the thing is, is I asked and then just chuckled and didn't think about the math. I just was watching your face as you thought about math. You know what? They don't pay me to do math. Nobody's paying us. That's true. Go to patreon.com backslash. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have one of those yet. We should, though. Run me my check. No, I'm just kidding. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. This is episode nine. I was looking at the list of episodes we have, and I'm like, oh, my God. In one week, we're going to have episode 10. <laughs> and I know that's just 10 episodes, but I'm like, oh, my goodness. We are established now. We are professionals now. Oh, yeah. So EA, call us. We'll promote you. Uh, You can. I can promote EA or EA can call us? You can promote EA. I will be doing no such thing. Okay. I mean, I don't know why I said EA. There's many, 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 many other companies that I'd rather represent first. Yeah, like Red Bull. I'd like to... Red Bull, call me. I love the yellow tropical flavor. Um, big fan of the sugar-free varieties as well. Bring back the cranberry Red Bull. I will go to war for that. Would you unite with your with your colleagues for that? I would, yeah, if they would be cool with that. Would you Would you Pokemon unite with them? Oh, I would. Wow, Pokemon Unite is out. Basically, um, this episode will be releasing either late into the night on the twentieth of July or on July twenty first, meaning that. In all likelihood, based on statistics that we have access to, you will be listening to this after the release of Pokemon Unite on Nintendo Switch. The mobile version will be coming uh, a bit down the line, but the game will be out for free on Switch July 21st. 
you gonna play it? No. Me either. <laughs> I, I will not. The the pure concept of League of Legends essentially with Pokemon isn't like a bad one, but it makes can... me sick to my stomach. Oh, but yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> well, it it makes me a tiny bit sick to my stomach because because Tencent has their grubby little hands all over this, which we'll we'll get back to Tencent because they're in the news this week. Um, Kelly's grubby little hands are over her her webcam right now. I can see all of the dirt under her fingernails and on the creases on her hands. My fingernails do not have dirt under them. <laughs> no, her fingernails look remarkable, audience. Thank you. So, at Kelly and beg for, for nail pics on Twitter.com. You can't see my hands for free. You gotta Venmo me. We're gonna move on with our lives. We're gonna Pokemon Go to the polls. <laughs> What polls? You know, it's 2021. There's no polls this year. You know, the polls, north and south. Oh, I don't think there are many pokey stops there. You know what? Though, with the money that Pokemon Go has made, they could probably buy the north and south pole. <laughs> How much have they made? Five billion dollars in five years. So that's one billion dollars, <laughs> plural, <laughs> a year. Okay. That's one billion dollars. One billion. Do you know how many millions fit into a billion? What would you do with a million dollars? Now think of that and put it a bunch of times into a billion. What would you do with a billion dollars? Would you go to space? That's topical. Jeffrey Bezos was up there just this morning, and he's still got billions of dollars. Just like Pokemon Go. So do you want to put Pikachu in space is what you're saying? I think he would really do well there. Yeah. I think Jeff's mission, me and him on our first name basis. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. I think his mission was actually to go up there and to find Deoxys, the alien Pokemon from space. Did he find him? I don't know. He was up there for like five minutes. <laughs> that's not very much time to search <laughs> right that's what i said i think pikachu would do well up there though yeah sure like i guess pokemon has already gone to space since deoxys is literally from there bless you kelly thank you pikachu blesses you thank you to pikachu thank you to deoxys no thank you to jeffrey bezos I thought you were on a first name basis. I changed my mind. Do you guys talk frequently? Uh, no. So he hasn't given you the secret preview to Metroid Dread, which we established is about him? <laughs> no. No. No secret previews. No billions of dollars. No complimentary space flights for me. What if it, like, while he was coming down from space in his spacecraft... There was just like Ridley was on it. Like Ridley, the giant dragon <laughs> from from Metroid was just latched on to Jeff's, Jeff's space crap. That would be pretty cool. Speaking of. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. Okay. Speaking of traveling. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. 
Kelly looked like a jiggly puff. She was holding her mouth closed and trying not to laugh, and she, her cheeks just were all the way blown up. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, Kelly? Did you sleep okay last night? Yeah, I was too busy. I stayed up all night. I was worried. <laughs> you were worried? Yeah. About? About, um, never mind. What were you worried about, Kelly? I, I was a little it bit. Could be anything. I was a little bit concerned. You know, space flight—it's a really exciting thing. Um, I was a little bit concerned about what was going to happen. To to Jeff? Sure. Yeah. Okay, not to you, who was secretly on the spaceship. No, you can't. You can't tell. Uh, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I yeah, I, I totally slept well. I wasn't in a Fort Barn. What's it called? Where was the thing in Texas? Whitehorn, Longhorn, Barnhorn. <laughs> the Steakhouse. Where did he take Va Van Horn? <laughs> no, I think it was the Longhorn Steakhouse is where they took off That's from. That's true, yeah. Um, so would you say that they were traveling? Yeah, I would say maybe they even took an octopath. Yeah, a thing that exists and not as is not a made up word at all. <laughs> so uh, I was mind boggled, truly uh, flabbergasted that Octopath Traveler turned three years old this past week. Um, that doesn't sound right. It did come out in the summer of 2018, though, which is upsetting to to realize how quickly time is passing. But in a post to commemorate that anniversary. There was a potential tease that a sequel to Octopath Traveler is on the way. I'm surprised. I'm excited. I'm interested. I'm confused more than anything, though, because I really thought that Project Triangle Strategy, <laughs> they're really good at names, was the spiritual sequel to Octopath. But I guess not. I guess they're making another one. Also, that 2D HD team is working on Triangle Strategy and the Dragon Quest remake. And I'm like, are y'all also working on an Octopath sequel? Like, go to sleep. Yeah. Go home and rest. Is everybody okay? Are we eating? Like, that's, I feel like, uh, that's a lot. I'm excited by the prospect of a sequel. I really did like Octopath. It had flaws, but it also had so much unique and cool stuff going on that I didn't really care. If you're interested in playing it now, it's now multi-platform and available on Xbox Game Pass. Get your first three months for $1. Please pay me, Microsoft. <laughs> um, but I'm assuming that if they make a sequel, it will start on Nintendo hardware, just like the first game and just like Project Triangle Strategy is going to be. So this is exciting. It's weird, but... Exciting, nonetheless. I'm more upset about the fact that it's been three years. Time is not real. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Three years really flies by, especially when one of them you're trapped inside for the entire year. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. Me neither. Yeah. No, I was in space. Were you having a jam? Wow, that was the cleanest transition I've ever heard, and I wasn't even meaning to help you out. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> speaking of jams and space, 
LeBron James is now a playable character in Fortnite. Maybe as like a promotion for the Space Jam movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Definitely. just for funsies. I mean, the timing is too perfect. It came out either the same day or the day after Space Jam came to HBO Max. Yeah. I think that's pretty apparent what they're doing there. Yeah, so that's pretty this is, cool. I I bought three. Three LeBrons? Yeah, I don't actually think you can buy more than one of a skin, but I bought three. I'll, I made three accounts. I'll trade you three LeBrons for uh, three Travis Scotts. Ooh. Can I have a Rick in there, though, from Rick at Morty? Only if you give me a Lady Gaga as well. Oh, but that's not in the game yet. Oh, right. Sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, Epic Games, please don't be mad at me. Because you leaked it right now. I leaked it. This is not video games, but Kelly, did you watch Space Jam, the new next generation? I have no idea what it's called. No, What's it called? I'm not sure about it. it I've heard um, not so good things. And I feel like if you watch the original Space Jam, maybe it's not the best movie in the world. Uh, that's, that's pretty offensive. <laughs> well, I just watched Space Jam a few months ago, like the original. Oh. Um, some of it holds up. And I think Daffy Duck is gay. <gasps> he just reads like that. A, like, I feel like he's gay coded. Like, he just reads that way to me. I guess I got to go check He that never out. expresses any interest in Lola Bunny. And all the other men do. And also, he just... Anyway, we can go into my dissertation about Daffy Duck at a later episode. Um, Tune in on July 15th, 2024 for Kelly's deep dive onto the sexuality and the implications behind that of Daffy Duck from the Looney Tunes cartoon, specifically through the lens of the 1990 movie Space Jam featuring Michael Jordan. Yeah. Did you watch Space Jam, the new one? The final jam? What's it called? No. I have no idea. We've already made up a bunch of names. I said The Next Generation, but I think that's the Star Trek movies. Oh, yeah. Or TV show. Um, new Legacy. Space Legacy. Jam Legacy. Space Jam Legacies. It's three words. It's Space Jam the blank blank. The return of the jam. That's so many more than two words, Kelly. <laughs> Space Jam a new legacy. I think I did I say that in one of my things? I think you did. Okay, so do I get points? Sure. LeBron James okay. is going to come personally and, and give you a big hug. Oh, in Fortnite or in real in life? In real life, yeah. <gasps> um, can he come in Fortnite instead? Because that's the only way I know to, how to interact with other human beings is through Fortnite. Yes. And then we can both floss together. Yeah, yeah, do, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. What was that? What was that little ditty you it's just It's the did? song that they sing when they dance. It's the song that oh. plays when they dance. The only song I know is uh, Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh. Because that's the sole thing that I have purchased on the Fortnite shop was was a taunt where I get to sing that song. So earlier in the show, we mentioned Tencent, which is a Chinese media conglomerate. Um, they're very icky. They have lots of problems. And we're not going to go into that because there's a lot of deeply political things that need discussed, which um, we're not hiding our opinions on. It's just enormously complicated. Um, but they are definitely not a cool company. They are the definition of 
of a monopoly as they acquire stakes in almost every Western video game company, even though they don't have a majority. But um, now they do have a majority of Sumo Digital, who develops the uh, Sackboy and Little Big Planet games now, as well as Crytek, who makes the Cry Engine as well as the Crisis games. Um, this is not good. Every time that Tencent acquires a new company, it should be considered a bad thing. They are very icky. As far as like mega corporations go, they're one of the, the yuckiest. So I'm already not a fan of, of monopolization, but this is particularly bad. I'm with you there. I feel like there's no such thing as a good monopoly. And I feel Except like the one with the mustache man, he, even he's kind of on my hit list. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's never a good thing for innovation. It's never a good thing for like creativity to just belong to this huge conglomerate where you're answering to like 600 different people above you. So this is a bit concerning. I'm, I'm just anything that Tencent gets its paws on. I'm pretty icked out. You know? Yeah. And they've just... They're just so... I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. It's just the fact that... Because, like, in China, they are enormously central. They own, like, a whole bunch, if not all, of, like, the internet service providers and, like, every video game producer and, like, every social media provider all in China. So, like... Monopoly is an understatement in that country. Um, and I feel like the only game that they've ever put out that like Americans know is from them is like Genshin Impact. Because oh. they own that company. Yeah. Anything this I mean, it sucks, but basically anything that comes out of China video game wise is almost guaranteed to be owned by Tencent, even if not directly. Um but they also have massive stakes in like Riot Games who makes League of Legends as well as like PUBG. It's it's they have a lot of problems and I don't think that them acquiring more companies is ever going to be a good thing. Yeah, they've got their fingers in everybody's pie. We got lots of grubby fingers this episode. Yeah, little finger centric episode. If you wouldn't be able to wash your hands would would in what world would you go on? hands okay i can see it on the horizon so hbo's last <laughs> thank you so much is going to be 10 episodes which is pretty standard most of the game of thrones seasons were 10 episodes that's another hbo classic um I am not opposed to this. I think they can get a good story told in 10 episodes. Uh, so I was really like not feeling good about this um, show quite some time ago. But then I saw a picture of Pedro Pascal on set. Not on set. It was like the day before they started filming. And I was like, never mind. I'm <laughs> cool now. Al's good. <laughs> um no, but uh, I really, I really like Pedro Pascal. I think he's a great actor. Um, I have emotional feelings for him. Um, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, Pedro. If you're listening, please ignore me. 
Um, I don't think there's any taking back what you just said. Mr. Pascal, I am uh, not available unless... No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's just <laughs> a joke. <laughs> it's all jokes here, folks. Um, but yeah, 10 episodes. I'm, I'm like tentatively excited. We'll see how it goes. I think they can explore some things that maybe the games didn't, but we'll see. I think I'm, I'm weary, but because this is probably one of the least essential adaptations because it's just such a cinematic product already. And like the story was so excellent and well-written that like of all things to adapt, why this, but. I'm also like HBO's got money and they've got a lot of talented writers. So like, I'm hopeful that this will be good. Yeah. And I think there has been like communication between the developers, Neil Druckmann. Oh yeah. Mr. Druck Druckmann. And the writers of the show. And I think that's a good sign because when a creator's like original product. So th like, that's what happened with game of Thrones is like the, the writer, George R. R. Martin, he was like on board the whole time, but you know, unfortunately they ran out of material because he's not finished with the books yet. So they were just sort of writing off the dome and then it got kind of bad, but hopefully if this is just one season and it's one and done, that won't, there won't be time for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talk about like a potential last of us remake potentially based on this series, which is, I think bad. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Why would I play another Last of Us game when I could just play The Last of Us? Exactly, because that game hasn't aged yet. I mean, yeah, it looks like not cutting edge anymore, but like... It still looks pretty it's good. A, it's a pretty perfect story. Why would I play a video game adaptation of a TV adaptation of a game? Yeah, that's silly. I hope that doesn't happen. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out within the next, like, 12 months if that's, if that's truly going to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. It feels like the series has been in the works for a long time, too. So it's like, yeah, I think they waited a really long time to cast it just because they were like, we really don't know who's going to be our Joel and Ellie. And I feel like they did a good job, especially with Ellie, because I think people were kind of expecting her to be a certain. I don't know. I think the actress that they chose for her will be very good because she's kind of not like a child. I, I don't know how to like say it. She's not like a famous child star. Like she was like one character on Game of Thrones and that was it. And it wasn't a huge role. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know who she was. Yeah. Um, are there assassins in Last of Us? Um, Like not that I know of, but I guess like the whole point of being an assassin is to be like secretive. So maybe it's just at that point where I, I give up. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm at my limit. Um, me and Kelly, I think are might maybe a little out of it today because we both have stuffed animals on our head currently, but like the seriousness of the talk hasn't been reduced by it. We're just able to continue. Kelly pause. This is, but we're still recording. Are you able to put, the boy under your headset so that he is like he's really squished <laughs> I got get out of there now anyway. I gotta fix everything yeah okay I'm leaving all those scary sounds of plastic scratching in it good 
So Ubisoft is working on a new Assassin's Creed game, reportedly. This is not surprising. What is surprising is that it's apparently going to be a long-running live service game called Assassin's Creed Infinity. <laughs> it's going to... <laughs> It's going to feature multiple settings as opposed to the Assassin's Creed classic formula of picking one historical setting. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Part of, I feel like the only appeal to Assassin's Creed these days is the fact that it has a focused historical setting. And if you take that away to have an unfocused historical hodgepodge, what? Yeah. Anytime I hear the anytime I hear the phrase live service game, my stomach turns, my skin goes cold, I get the sweats. Uh I start to see stars. It is upsetting to me. It's just the fact that well, here's my deal. I just said how I think a lack of focus will bring down the Assassin's Creed franchise. But I don't freaking play the Assassin's Creed franchise. And honestly, the people who play it still actively every year or every release, I should say, probably are going to be very interested in, in a live service version. So like as much as it sucks for the general public, like maybe this is exactly what the series needs for them to maintain constant interest. Because it feels like they come out, people play them and they kind of phase away now and they like attempt to do all this DLC stuff like they did at E3. And it's kind of like, eh, if you're not mega into it, it means nothing. Yeah, I think maybe I think the issue that I have is like early Assassin's Creed with like Ezio and stuff was very, very much like story focused. And I think that's kind of what kept a lot of people in it, you know, and I feel like some of these games now, these new Assassin's Creeds, they just don't have that. Like, I think part of it is like we're not with the same character every game, Yeah, which um. I feel like that causes kind of like a problem, like a little bit of a detriment because that was kind of what carried Assassin's Creed 2 through like Brotherhood, I think it was, or Revelations maybe. I can't remember, but I don't know. I think maybe my opinion is that they should like focus on really bolstering their single player experience into something that is like really well written while also being fun to play. Yeah. Um, I think maybe some of the issues with the last one. Actually, I heard pretty good things about the last one, but maybe some of the issues with ones in the past is that the characters are just kind of like forgettable. Like they're kind of just like, oh, like they're witty and they like are assassins. It's like, okay, that was like Ezio's thing. You know what I mean? So I think it would be cool if they had characters that were like, I remember when um, Assassin's Creed 3 came out. And they had Connor, and he, I feel like he kind of started the trend of being a somewhat boring main protagonist. Even though it would have been really cool if he was interesting because he was, you know, like the first Assassin's Creed character that was like, he was like an indigenous person and his story was way different. It wasn't in Italy, it was in America, you know, all this stuff. But uh, yeah, I feel like they just, from this point on, it's just kind of like, yeah, here's the main character, whatever. Ubisoft's gonna do what Ubisoft's gonna do. That's true. And you know what Ubisoft has done? Tell me what they've done. They have delayed Riders Republic and Rainbow Six, Six Extraction. I have to read up Gasp. on this. Because I almost called it Rainbow Republic. 
I'm like, oh, that's that where I want to really live. Really nice. Yeah, I want to go there. That sounds great. <laughs> um, Riders Republic um, is delayed until January 2022. And wait, no, Rainbow. This is written in a very confusing <laughs> way. Rainbow Six Extraction is delayed until January 2022. So that's the next Rainbow Six game. Riders Republic is delayed until October 28th. Um, I, I, I don't feel particularly strongly about either of these things. I think Riders Republic looks fun. Like that was like the MMO outdoor traversal game. So if I don't know, I don't really care. It's just like a Ubisoft game. It's, it's yeah, I don't care too much. Yeah. Same. Um, but something that a lot more people care about is Witcher 3 and the Witcher franchise. Um, they teased, CD Projekt Red teased the current gen version of Witcher 3. And they teased it by showing some that they're going to include some content from the Netflix series. Um, they had a new piece of art come out that was uh, inspired by that. I'm looking forward to playing this in the second half of this year, which is kind of goofy to say now that I realize because um we are in the second <laughs> half of this year. But this is I've been waiting to dive into this game headfirst until the next gen, sorry, current gen version. So this is exciting to see. And the fact that they're including new content from the Netflix series is probably a cool way to pull people in that only have seen the series. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Just this, like, Netflix this seems to be really cornering the market on, like, video game shows and movies in a way that, yeah. you know, maybe HBO can kind of dip their toe in a little bit with this Last of Us series. But I very much doubt that HBO is going to commit to anything after that, just because there's, I think there's a, so few video games that have the, like, manpower and the fan power to create wow. a series about on HBO, like a prestige series like that. Not saying HBO shows are inherently prestige shows, but that seems to be kind of what they're lining this up to be. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see that Netflix is really leaning into it. Yeah. Are they doing anything else by chance? Netflix is also planning an expansion into video games. So they hired a guy from EA. Well, a former guy from EA. And then, um, yeah, that's it. They hired him. Sorry. But they're, <laughs> they want to, like, expand to offer video games on Netflix within the next year, quote unquote, according to a person familiar with the situation. Don't really know what that means. But that is pretty crazy. That's, like uh gamefly isn't it i'm not sure how they're planning on doing this so they confirmed that this is real yes but the details are still very vague i'm if it's like a, a gamefly situation where they're just sending discs i don't think that's likely because no. can you even get discs from netflix for movies anymore i i truly don't know i don't think you can i would be absolutely shocked if that was the case for games so I'm assuming this is probably more of like a, a Game Pass-y situation. But the real question is whether it's going to be more like Game Pass 
where you have access to all these downloadable products or like Google Stadia, where everything has to be streamed. And because of how vague this is and how little we know. And also there's a very decent chance that they're saying video games, but they just mean like mobile games. Yeah. Like games on your phone. Yeah. Which would be, you know, not to be elitist, but I would say that we are pretty hardcore gamers here. Oh, wow. I actually wouldn't say that because I hate that term. But but we uh, we play console and PC stuff like mobile games are cool. And I think it's great for, you know, interesting creative outlets. But like if Netflix is just making a few p- mobile games playable through their platform, I don't think that they really care to expand too much into the greater gaming market. So it's we'll have to wait and see on this one. But it could really this could be a massive shakeup. Yes. I think it will be very interesting to see how this develops. Um, My thinking was like Netflix is basically available on every single video game console. So are they going to do like a, okay, you're on Xbox. We recognize that you're on Xbox. So you'll be able to rent out Xbox games or I just don't know how it's going to work. Or like you said, maybe it'll be like a Stadia situation where you just stream everything, which I haven't heard the worst things about Google Stadia. Google? It's Google, right? Yeah. I haven't heard the worst things about Stadia. I've heard that it actually is has worked out pretty well for quite a few people, but I'm not quite so sold on it myself. I think the issue with Google Stadia is that how much have you heard? Because I have heard almost nothing because they have not supported the platform almost at all. Well, I I know I said that it was going to be the last time that I mentioned cyberpunk in this episode. Yeah, that'll be the end of the episode then because she's not allowed to mention it one more time. But I've heard (laughs) that it runs quite well through Google Stadia. Yes, I've heard that for sure as well. Which is shocking. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense because they're streaming it from the highest end platform possible. Yeah, that's true. So I sent this article to to Miss Knock, Miss Kelly Knock in the middle of the week. Normally, we don't share articles with each other during the week because we're just, you know, we just wait for the show to discuss. But I was really excited for that news. So I sent it to her and I was like, hey, I'm real excited. I'm looking forward to talking about it. And then in my brain, I'm like, all right, well, that's definitely going to be the biggest news of the week. <laughs> and, and then Mr. Newell, Mr. Gabe Newell from from Valve pops out from his his cardboard box, <laughs> like like freaking solid snake. And he says, bet. Yeah. Schrodinger's Gabe. <laughs> Is he alive? Is he dead? He's both he's, in the box. He's alive. No, he's alive, though. Yeah. yeah. Gabe Newell. Gabe Newell's OK. Yeah, sorry. He's alive. But uh, he came out of his box to <laughs> announce <laughs> the Steam Deck, which is a, a cute little name. It is a portable PC. It looks very similar in style to a Nintendo Switch. It has all the functionality of a gaming PC. Um, it even can be lightly modified so that you can just run Windows on it. Right now, it is just a Steam interface, but you can easily change it so that it's running other things besides Steam. Um, it will come out with a base price of $400. Uh, there are two other models of higher storage capacity that are available for $530 and $650, respectively. Um, it will be releasing later this year, 
It can also be docked to the television, so it's a lot more like a Switch for that reason. The Steam Deck itself is a 7-inch 1280 by 800 resolution with a 60 hertz LCD screen. The highest end model comes with a fancy glass screen that has no glare on it. So if you if you're really looking to spend a bunch of money, that will that will have that perk for you. Um I'm I was truly not expecting this even with some rumors that we heard. I didn't know what this would, you know, be like. I thought it might be some extremely expensive um portable PC that would be basically unusable for most people because of how much it costs but but it's pretty reasonable i mean that's hardly more than the switch oled which is 350 yeah 400 also sounded reasonable to me for what it is right i i went ahead and uh copped a pre-order oh for the for the mid of middle line of it so the 530 dollar one because it has an ssd in it which the base model does not um i very well may cancel it because I am not sure if I want one, but I figured if I want one, I need to pre-order it, you know. And I guess I missed the first wave, so I, if I get mine, it will not be till quarter one of 2022. Hmm. So I will not be getting one this holiday, even if I want to. But it's an exciting prospect, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, who knows what that has in store for Valve too? You know, maybe they've got some something cooking in the kitchen yeah i'm it's also the fact that like i for mostly economic reasons haven't gone in on pc late yet um Mm -hmm. and i've been wanting to and this feels like a great opportunity because like it's pre-made so i don't have to worry about the building product building process and i assume because it's just running a steam os it'll probably be a little bit more stable than most gaming pcs um and also, you can run other things on it. So, like, I will be able to download Game Pass games from the Game Pass PC and play them portably. And then that save data will transfer over to Xbox. So, in a sense, this will probably be largely a portable Xbox for me. Yeah, that's nice. It's like a Xbox Switch. Yes. And I can also partake in Steam sales, finally. Finally. The but, last, the uh, latest one is over now. I'm sorry. It was I really good. It. That was probably smart of them to wait till after that to announce this because otherwise people would have just, well, I guess they don't care. They do them because they want people to buy stuff. But yeah. Um, but Gabe Newell did a few interviews and he was talking about how it was very, very challenging for them to reach this pain, this pain point, this price point. He said it was painful. <laughs> that is why I got mixed up. Um, but he also said it was extremely critical to the console's success if they reach for them to reach that price point. I recommend going in and looking at more details if you're interested. There is a ton to read. You know, Valve is really big into specs and stuff, so there's more than enough details on this console that you can read up on. Yes. Are you going to get one, Kelly? I don't think so. Um, maybe in a few, in some time, but I don't think I'll get one like at launch. Right. That makes sense. So, Andrew, uh, what have you been playing or watching this week? <laughs> I like when we have to specify because we only talk about game content here generally and Jeff Bezos apparently. Yes. But um this week I watched something that was based on a a classic Capcom franchise. Netflix released a series called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Um they released it last week. It is four half-hour episodes, so it's 
I am for pretty sure this was supposed to be a movie and they just split it into four episodes because people think that's more consumable generally. Um, it was like a decent Resident Evil story. There was nothing truly profound about it. The visual style was, it was okay. It's like a 3D animated thing that's uh, kind of, it's very realistic, but also it's off in a lot of places. Um, the facial animations, very specifically with the lip syncing, is oft, often very off. There were times at the beginning of the show, I was watching and I'm like, oh, I thought this was recorded in English. I thought it was originally English, but I guess it was Japanese because the lip, the, the syncing was just off. That didn't look like they were speaking the words that were on their lips. So I switched it to Japanese and it was twice as bad. And I was like, oh, it is English. It just looks bad. Um, a lot of the side characters were like really low quality character models and looked very strange next to like Leon and the other main characters who were super high fidelity. Um, it started very slowly, but the conclusion was pretty fun. Um, there are a lot of better Resident Evil stories out there in all of the games. Um, and also I think this game looks kind of worse than some of the games specifically like resident evil 2 remake i think this looks worse than that um because at least that's visually cohesive with the styles and stuff um but if you are super into the resident evil franchise this is this is still worth your time and it is short it is the length of a less than two hour movie so if it's something you're at all interested in it's it's a low commitment but it's not something i would actively recommend yeah I have not seen it. Big fan of Leon, as we know. It's just a Leon show, essentially. So Big fan of Claire. Big fan of Claire and Leon together. Claire did say, like, five whole words in this series, so. So finally, she gets her moment. <laughs> yeah, no. If you're a big fan of Leon, this is probably a good show to watch. If you're a big fan of Claire, you'll probably be disappointed. Woo! Um, so Kelly, let's, let's name the segment. Let's name your segment for what we're about to discuss. Sure. I like your name. Do it. Kelly's Mod Corner. Welcome to it. I'm going to, I'm going to become a musician and record that song. Thank you. I am still playing Skyrim. If you can believe it. I'm still playing Skyrim. Okay. I downloaded even more mods since we last spoke, which, you know, that was like two weeks ago. So, you know, that's pretty reasonable, I think. Um, but there were like, there was like one mod I really wanted to talk about. Um, because I feel like it really, like, I put in the work. So it's a companion mod, okay? And it originally was for just regular Skyrim. And then they released a second version for the special edition because a lot of the mods from original Skyrim don't really translate very well into the special edition. So the mod is called Kaiden 2. Okay. okay. K-A-I-D-A-N. He's a companion, fully written, fully voiced, um, full plot line, full romance. So this was like surprising to me because normally I like, I see companion mods with voices and I get really like skeeved out because I'm like, it's probably not going to sound super good. It's going to be kind of cringy. But I truly felt like the um, voice actor that they 
got for this companion did a really good job. Um, it, it sounds quite natural to me. There is some, I think there was some like audio compression issues when they imported it to the special edition because there is some like crunching sometimes. Mm. Um, but like if you were to see the mod in the original, that does not exist, that crunching sound. So it, it obviously happened like when they imported it. But okay. anyway, like I said, he's got a full like quest line for himself. A lot more detailed than any of the other companion quests, not companions, but like friend and lover quests that you get in Skyrim. Because most of the time it's just like, hey, can you give me my sword back? And then you go kill a bunch of bandits and then you go get a sword and then you give it to them. And they're like, oh, my God, we're best friends now. Do you maybe want to get married? Um, <laughs> this one is a lot more detailed. It reminded me a little bit more of like some more sophisticated like. Um, maybe some like Bioware kind of companion stuff where you like have to go to a certain place and do certain things and like spend time with this person, talk with them, ask them questions, that kind of thing. Really right. enjoyed it. The mod is made by a mod maker on Nexus Mods. Their name is Liv Templeton. That's the whole name altogether. Um, there's like custom music for the wedding, which is really sweet. I married him. He's quite <gasps> he's quite dreamy. Um, just gonna just gonna throw that out there. Um, there's like custom music, custom voice acting. Like I said, just like a really nice mod. Um, he, there's the work put into it. He's got dialogue for, I'm pretty sure almost all of the guild quests. So if you do like the oh, companions cool. or the thieves guild or the dark brotherhood, he's got all sorts of dialogue. He's got like spouse dialogue when you adopt kids in Hearthfire. Um, so like I said, this mod has a lot of like love and a lot of care put into it, which I, Really, really appreciated. As someone who really values like characters in games, Skyrim's characters mm, sometimes a little bit flat, <laughs> especially characters that you like actually want to build a relationship with. You can't really do that very much organically. So um, I really enjoyed this. Uh, that was my that was Kelly's mod corner. Only one mod this week, but. I'll probably have more next Yeah, week. but we're establishing Kelly's Mod Corner is now a segment on this show that we will have Now that I'm frequently. a PC gamer. Yeah, and I'll be joining you soon with a Steam Deck, except I probably won't mod it because I'd be scared to do that. Ugh, I could help you. It's not that hard. Especially with Skyrim, it's like really easy, I feel like. I hope that installing mods and stuff on that Steam Deck is going to be just as easy as regular PCs. I would. I would think so, just because it feels like I don't really know Valve's history with mods, but I don't think they, as like a big They're PC cool. game company, I don't think that they would be like annoying about it. I don't know. I would. I mean, they're cool with it. The fact that they let Black Mesa, a fan remake of Half-Life 1, be sold on Steam makes me think that they're basically down for anything. Yeah, Gabe's pretty chill, it seems. Gabe if you're if you don't know much about Gabe Newell look up Gabe Newell now because oh my goodness the facial hair it's powerful it's insane he looks like video game Santa Claus <laughs> I um I want there to be a portal three I'll call him Gabe Mr. Newell I don't care about Half-Life 3 sorry I want portal three all right well we kind of got Half-Life 3 Half-Life Alex is supposed to be, like, exceptional. So I feel like Half-Life fans need to sh shut up now. Yeah, I'm like, bro, put me back in that lap that dilapidated laboratory and let me do some puzzles, okay? 
okay, I know that VR is not the most accessible thing in the world, but how sick would a full-scale VR portal game be? That would be very cool. Gabe, do it. Portal 3 VR. Gabe, you've got the opportunity. I believe in you, brother. (laughs) Well, this was a great episode, I think. There was a a heck ton of news, lots of delays and stuff. But then, you know, Netflix and Steam are really picking us up out of the dirt at the end there. So everything's fine. Tune in next week because we'll be talking about that probably excellent EA Play Live. Right, Kelly? Yeah, it's going to be really good, I bet. Lots to talk about. If you're listening to this before Thursday, July 22nd, that show will be at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm sure you can find it on all the streaming platforms pretty easily. So we will be watching it and we will be returning to you next week with the news to discuss what they discussed, which might be nothing. We'll find out in just a couple days here. Um, but, But this was great. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Thanks, Kelly, for for being being you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for being you as well. Oh my goodness, we're this is a team effort. We're a team. It's true. It wouldn't be the same if it was just talking games with Kelly and blank. Yeah, or blank and Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never if you if something happened if you went to space or something and and it didn't come back because you didn't want to I wouldn't replace you I'd be too sad thanks I appreciate that I would try and like record from space I think oh okay I mean I guess it's remote already so we probably could keep going yeah like we could make it work they have wi-fi up there yeah it would just be some latency but like you know whatever what's editing for if not to cut out 20 second gaps between each sentence that we say (laughs) So, all right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, y'all. Bye-bye.